Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, it's Nick. I'm so glad you're here listening to the show because number one, I really appreciate the support. Number two, it tells me you are a committed business owner who's really ready to grow and up-level and is ready to make the world a healthier place with the gifts and the talents that you share. I have an opportunity for you to step into your next level and to sell and serve in a bigger way than you ever have. I have limited spots available for my next level group coaching program, and I want you to grab one of them if you are really ready to go big. We start at the beginning of January 2022. If you get in now, you have some amazing bonuses that we'll be doing in December, and I want to chat with you to see if this program would be right for you. So click on the show notes link that has the opportunity to book a call with me and let's get on the phone and find out, is this the right fit for you? If it's not, no big deal, but let's find out because I want to help you make this world a healthier place and do it in a bigger way than you ever have. Can't wait to chat with you soon. Hello, my sales superstars. Welcome to another edition of Nick at Noon. And on Thursdays, you always get an extra special piece of Nick at Noon because I bring an amazing guest with me to share their special sauce and their expertise with all of you, because there are so many things that we can learn from so many others who've gone before us. And Robin is one of those people. And I am so excited to introduce my new friend, Robin Beyer. And he has a wealth of knowledge about fitness, about health, about business, and especially today with what we're talking about, imposter syndrome, because it's a thing and we all struggle with it sometimes. And it's going to hold us back if we don't address it. And that's what we're here to talk about today. So Robin, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm super excited to be here yeah. and to be basically in the beautiful sun of LA. Yeah, right. I'll share some of it. I'll share some for anybody who doesn't have any. Trust me, I'm getting plenty of it right now. I told Robin before we came on here live, I was like, I'm kind of rethinking <laughs> that I decided to sit outside because it's a little hotter than I thought it would be. But I'm going it, to, it's gorgeous. So I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll be fine. I enjoy the heat. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's let's just jam right into it. Imposter syndrome. Tell us, Robin. Well, tell us about you first before we jump into that, because I know you've got a reason that you know a lot about imposter syndrome and you have a pretty successful career that you've had so far. Yeah. So uh, for, for everybody who's watching, probably hears the thickness of my accent. So I am most obviously not a native speaker. And I actually... Before my health and fitness career, I did a PhD in math. So every now and then when I'm on a Zoom call in my living room with someone from an LA sitting in the sun, these thoughts come up like, who are you? You have a PhD in math. Why the hell are you talking about fitness? And why are you speaking in English? You could choose your own language without all the mistakes and all the wrong grammar and time confusion and whatever. So the imposter syndrome and the thought gremlins come up for me again and again. And over time, I just started to, to share what I did to overcome these thoughts. And I'm super excited that I have the opportunity to share this with you and everyone who's watching. Yeah, let's talk all things imposter syndrome. Because like you said, we all have it. I'm like you. There's that connection with math for both of us. And I started off as a math teacher and, you know, that was my identity. That's who I was. And then when I started to have these desires to step into a higher level of service and something that I was passionate about, all of a sudden, even though I knew I was passionate about it, I knew it was important to me. I started doubting my ability to do it. Like, who am I to do this? And I think everybody asks themselves that. And it's, going to hold us back from doing what we really want to do until we actually address it. So tell us what you know about it. So 
for for the imposter syndrome maybe to maybe start with a definition it's really the idea of where I, I don't deserve where I am right now all the success that I have had or all the clients that I have had or the followers that I got on social media that's all just me pretending being someone that I'm not really that I'm not really am and the world will find out so I'm in this in this situation where I feel like everybody can see me but they're not telling me that they can see through me and I'm this huge fraud and I have to protect everything that is kind of unique about myself because people will realize I'm just pretending. And I think this is common for many people, but especially for people in the health and fitness industry, because on one hand, you have this, this position of being an expert and actually stepping into the world saying, I know stuff. And maybe you will listen to me because I know more than you probably. And on the other hand, I think health and fitness is something that people are naturally passionate about. So people who are naturally really good with working with people or being naturally really healthy or fit go into the space and then feel like I don't have to work that hard to gain clients What am I doing wrong? This is supposed to be super, 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 super hard. Why is it so easy? And then these thought gremlins and doubts come up like, I'm doing something wrong. I shouldn't get this success just because I'm just naturally good at working with people. And um, that's for me is the, the core of the imposter syndrome. There is something real that is holding us back from letting go of the imposter syndrome. And in my experience, there are actually two different strategies that need to be combined to actually make progress. One part is letting go of the imposter syndrome. So breaking the whole thing up into small and smaller pieces and letting go of small bits here and there. And another thing that I think not enough people think about is the idea of letting good things in, allowing myself to recognize people want to work with me because crazy thought, because they want to work with me, not because I tricked them, because I used some pushy sales technique. They thought, hey, Nicole's actually pretty cool. I want to learn from Nicole. And letting this positive in, I think, is sometimes even harder than letting go of the negatives or some of the imposter syndrome symptoms. Am I hearing the word receiving through what you're saying? Like we need to learn how to receive that people really do. I mean, it's an exchange of energy, right? So the energy that we've been putting out and how we show up is what's attracting people and they want to be part of our world. And I think that what I'm hearing you say is we have trouble allowing that to be that easy and believing that they really want to be a part of our world because of us. So for me, this is a really a combination when, for example, somebody reaches out out of no, nowhere and saying, I've watched your videos. So in my personal example, I watch your videos. Do you offer any kind of coaching? Then for me, there's part of my brain that just, They watched my videos. They like the content. They want to work with me. That is in a way completely blocked out. And all I see is there's a random person that asks me that they want to give money. There's something wrong about it. So this is for me really the imposter syndrome, or I, I call them my thought gremlins, just erasing anything that could be potentially positive, just erasing it, not allowing that in. And they just scream at me you just trick them or they are not real or whatever. So this for me is why it is so difficult to, to grow in confidence sometimes because we are essentially not allowing ourselves to actually see that we are helping people. And I completely agree. And, and I mean, I've struggled with it myself. I see it in my clients all the time. We're holding ourselves back from what we really want to do. What we really want to do is help people. 
And yet we're not feeling into our worth and the value that we're providing because it comes easily for us. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Because that's my experience. It was almost like it was so easy for me. I didn't necessarily understand how other people could perceive that as being valuable. So there was a disconnect between what people wanted from me and what I felt I was, I guess, maybe required to give, or maybe I needed to give more than what they actually were really attracted to. Yeah. So for me, very often, I try to look at things from a compassionate perspective. And for me, the imposter syndrome actually is something good from the past. Mm -hmm. So the imposter syndrome is, a sh for me, how I look at it, they are a bunch of survival or protection mechanisms that has helped us be safe until now. Mm -hmm. Because when we don't know anything, we shouldn't probably probably shouldn't go out there and scream, I am the expert of everything because we are making a fool of ourselves. So something about the imposter syndrome actually protects us from being a fool and looking stupid. Mm -hmm. But as we grow with experience and skills and knowledge, at some point, and that for me is the first part of overcoming imposter syndrome, we have to realize these old protection mechanisms, we have to let them go mm -hmm. because we have grown in expertise, in knowledge, in skill, in working with clients. And we're not making a fool of ourselves anymore when we're saying, well, I probably know a thing or two about health and fitness. So for me, this is not this bad imposter syndrome and everything is just I'm so angry that the world conditioned me to think about me in this way. It's more like, thank you for help, for protecting me. But I'm now at a different stage and I can take care of myself in a different way now. Yeah. And this is how I feel about it, that there are small parts about the imposter syndrome that we can let go of slowly. Mm -hmm. This idea of, I have to be perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. I can be maybe perfect 50% of the time. I can get 80% of the results. That might be actually okay-ish. I'm not going to die on go up in flames when my post is not, when I haven't thought about my post for three hours. <laughs> yeah. And if we can let go of these small things, then we are already making progress. Well, and what I love that you said, because this has been a big part of my journey as well, is like a bless and release you can actually express gratitude and thanks for the, for that imposter syndrome. I call it fears as well. Like for those fears, they've mm -hmm. kept you safe up to this point. There was a role that they played and you're stepping into a newer up-leveled version of you and you don't need those same fears anymore, but you're grateful for what they did for you. And now it's time to move up and onward, right? Because you're coming, yeah. you're becoming a new version of yourself. I think that's part of the growth that you have to have and that's part of where the imposter syndrome comes in because you are becoming a different version of you. So you're acclimating to that newness. Yes. So what, what I love about being a teacher as well, and you probably have experienced this, if you have maybe kids and they are in the fifth, sixth, seventh grade, you basically see a new person every month or three months. They are different. They're exchanged. They've grown. And at some point, for some reason, adults stop this process. They are the same person at some point, again and again and again. And that is really what is often holding us back. Because this is, for us, we especially when we are growing into something new and we are building something new, we have constantly to evolve. Mm -hmm. So we have to be go back to this mindset of being a child and being okay with what I said six months ago, that's actually pretty stupid. And that's totally okay because I have grown and I've changed so much. Right. And I yep. think to facilitate this process of allowing ourselves to grow again and to experience that we are somebody new, we have to watch very carefully what our brain is telling us. Mm -hmm. So for everyone who is curious about learning more about these techniques that I'm going to talk about. There's a really great book that is called You Are Not Your Brain. Mm. 
And it goes really deep into the idea of your brain is constantly sending any kind of thoughts and you have to learn to look at them with a high level of scrutiny to decide, well, that is actually true and that is not true. And only by starting to reevaluating all the beliefs that we have about ourselves and all these stories and thoughts that come up, we can start to crack mm -hmm. the imposter syndrome. Right. Right. Because it's about letting those old beliefs go. That's what's keeping you where you are. And I think that's the tough part is everybody wants a strategy. Just give me a strategy. Just give me the things to go do. And they want to go through the motions, just do the things. But there's so much self-development on this journey that is a big piece of why we get to where we are. And it's the hardest part, I think. Strategy, go follow strategy and do it. That's fine. But like the growth for you as a person, the journey that you're on and the person you become is the real reward. And that's where you find the real success. Yes. So here's the beautiful part for everyone who is watching or maybe watching the replay right now. You are already in, in the process of overcoming the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Because he, here's how I like to think about these kind of problems. I, I like to think about them as different levels of emotions. And imposter syndrome for me at the core is fear. Fear of being seen, fear of being uh, looked at as a fool, making a mistake, being caught as a fraud. That's that's fear. That's holding us back. Yep. But if you're already watching right now live or maybe uh, the recording, then you are already a little step ahead because you're not at fear anymore because you already feel a desire, the desire to overcome this, a desire to show what you can really do. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're already above anger, but you're already, uh, sorry, above desire, you're already at anger. Anger is this, why is this happening to me? Why do I have to go through this strategy and through this difficult process of actually developing and growing? Because these bad people from the past have implanted any kind of thoughts in my head and now I have to struggle with this. Or maybe you are even above anger and you are at pride because that's what I actually wanted to test a little bit. Pride for me is this, I'm doing something new. I'm overcoming. I'm showing up to this life and I'm proud enough to say I am not a fraud. Or maybe you have overcome pride even and now you're courageous. Courageous enough to take what we are talking about here right now and not only just comment, but actually tomorrow or tonight or today, you're actually doing something different. You actually look at some of these thoughts coming up and you're courageous enough to say, you thought you're wrong. I'm not an imposter. I'm not a fraud. I let you go. I let you pass. And then we are already at the acceptance. There is something inside my head that is probably forever going to tell me, well, Robin, you shouldn't talk about imposter syndrome, especially in English, because you're waving with your hands strangely and whatever, whatever. But then after acceptance comes for me the most important level, and that is love. Love for yourself, for your uniqueness, for my thick German accent and my hand talking and <laughs> for everything else. And also love outside. You bring your love for health and fitness or for sales But for whatever you like to do, you bring not only love to yourself, but love to the world. And that is actually what my biggest goal for our conversation is, that I, have, that I see people in the comments saying, I'm ready for love. I'm ready to bring love to myself. I'm ready to bring love to the world. I love it because you're exactly right. It's like when we're cutting ourselves off, because what I like to remind people too When you're battling with imposter syndrome, you're making this about you. Oh, yeah. And the reason that you went into this opportunity to serve people is because you wanted to help people. 
And when you are not helping people because you're making it about you, that's exactly the opposite of what your desire actually led you into. And I think that's a really important reminder. You can't help when you're so busy self-obsessing, you're not helping anybody else. And that's not to make yourself wrong. Like, I, I think you bring up really good points of like, this is not for us to judge ourselves over it. This is not for us to be mean to ourselves over it. It's to show ourselves more love and compassion around it and understand and more, more of an awareness of catching ourselves. Oh, look at that. That silly thought. There it was again, holding me back from doing what I really want to do. Okay. I'm learning though. I'm learning because I'm catching those thoughts. I'm aware of those thoughts. And to your point, Robin, even just showing up here, even just typing, I am not a fraud. Those little, I, I don't even like to use the word little, but those little small gestures are so significant because your awareness that you want to step out of that, your understanding that you're not wanting to battle with that anymore is a sign of progress. It is you evolving. And so just becoming aware of it is a big piece because we can't fix something that we're not aware of. Yes. So I think you really described the most practical approach to overcoming the imposter syndrome. It's the daily reminder and the daily practice of I notice this thought and I let it pass. I'm allowing myself not to be angry with me or the world. I am allowing to see the thought, well, that didn't went so well today. And I'm not angry with me or the world or any, anything. I accept it. I let it go. And that's a, that is how we are going to overcome, at, at least in my experience, imposter syndrome. It's not like Robin's going to say the magical words. There's this pep talk Robin has prepared, finally, his secret source. And tomorrow I wake up and I'm blissfully healed from imposter syndrome. Unfortunately, it's not. It's this daily practice of observing what our brain is telling us. And some of, of them we have just let go. There's a, um, a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Mm. And he talks in that book. It was a really powerful one. I'm, I'm going to have to reread it. I actually just got another book of his last night called The Surrender Experiment that I'm excited to get into. But I read The Untethered Soul years ago. And he talks in one of the chapters about the roommate in your head and almost treating it like... So, so basically that voice in your head that's like beating you up, that's you treating yourself that way. But if you really look at it, you wouldn't treat somebody else that way. You wouldn't talk to somebody else that way. So being aware, like we're talking about of that voice, of those thoughts and learning, oh, that's interesting. Look at that. Where can, What's the lesson here? Where can I be kinder to myself? And seeing how that's really what's holding us back. It's just, it's not that we can't do it. It's that we're telling ourselves all these awful, nasty things. Of course, we don't feel good about ourselves. Of course, we feel imposter syndrome. We're beating ourselves up. So that awareness is really key to, like you said, step back and just let the thought pass through. Yeah, I think that is, um, it's a really powerful image. Unfortunately, there's a really good book that's only available in German, mm -hmm. but the title translate is translated something like the child and you has to find home. And it talks about the idea that inside of you, there's a sun child and a shadow child. And I thought there's a, one of the most powerful meditations or guided thought experiment. If you're, if you're uncomfortable with the word meditation is thinking about your, your shadow child, everything that, your roommate, your brain, whatever it's telling you, and trying to project this as a, as a being and then sitting with this being in a room and getting closer and closer. And in the end, you try to hug it. Mm. So it can lose all these rough edges and sharp, nasty spikes and actually just you embrace it with love and as part of you. Mm -hmm. And I think this is what this whole idea of letting go is. You can, you can start to look at it and you can slowly start to approach. And that's really important for me. This is not about a one hit wonder. This is, you can completely, let me say it like this. 
for everyone watching or watching the replay, you have my permission to not let go of anything. But you have to choose that you're not letting go. You choose that you want to stay in the imposter syndrome. You, wanna, you choose that you want to stay in the fear. Because that is at least courageous. Courageous is enough to say, I am here and I'm sitting in front of the fear. I'm not hiding. I'm not running away. I'm choosing to stay here. I'm not ready yet to touch it or remove small parts of it or send love to it, but I choose to at least acknowledge its presence mm -hmm. without the need to change. I love how you said that. It was interesting. A couple of years ago, I was at a yoga retreat in Costa Rica, and we did this exercise where we were all talking about an experience that was painful for us. And ultimately, we carry the stories forward with us, right? That's why that's baggage. That's what we're bringing along with us. And um, we wrote what this pain was on a rock. And then they gave us this note that said, okay, you have a choice. You can keep this rock. Mm -hmm. You can keep this pain. You can hold on to it. And that's okay. If you've chosen to keep it because you need it, or there's, there's something that you want to hold on to it for some reason, that's okay. But if you're re ready to let it go, there was this area where we weren't going to like throw rocks and hit anybody, but there was this big wide open area. They said, go over there and throw the rock and get rid of it. Just release the pain, be done with it. And I felt what you said is exactly what we experienced in that moment. It felt very empowering to make either choice because at least if I was choosing to hang on to the pain, I was very clear that that was the choice I was making. It's that in limbo of like, you know, where we, where we really start to struggle. And so I like how you said that you can choose to stay there. That's okay. Just know that that's what you're choosing. And maybe if we want to move away a little bit from, from the pain and that is really I want to emphasize this. There's this other part of not allowing anything positive in. Because one of the trademark voices is probably this, I am not good enough. Mm -hmm. You hear this voice, how can I be on Nicole's uh, Facebook Live talking about imposter syndrome when I'm still struggling? <laughs> is my English correct or whatever? So you have... I am not good enough. The next step to that is maybe allowing yourself to say, well, I came to the conclusion that I think I'm not good enough. Because obviously, at least Nicole thought, well, Robin is good enough for my, for my podcast. Mm -hmm. So now we are allowing just a tiny bit positive in. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay. Now back to the show. You know what I like to think about with that? My heart is still beating. Something thinks I'm still worthy of being here. Something thinks that I am good enough. My heart is beating. I'm breathing. I'm alive. And like every, it, it brings tears to my eyes every time I think about it because it's like, oh my, I'm not making my heart, like something is giving me life, continuing my life for a reason. Something knows I'm worthy of being here. So it's my job to get my thoughts right and get behind this and understand what that worth is. Understand how much I have to give because if my heart's still beating, then that's exactly what I'm here to do. Yes. And the uh, the part where I often feel like people have 
so much trouble with letting something positive in is because, well, I can't think about this as something positive because he or she has. Like when I'm thinking about, oh, I have grown my email list around X number in the last month. This can't be positive because there's probably somebody else who has done the same thing in one day because they have a better business idea. And I like the, the idea of if you start to compare yourself with others, you're comparing yourself to somebody that you don't know because they have had a lot more money, a lot more experience, a lot more help, or maybe they're choosing to talk about something to a market that's just a little bit bigger because overcoming imposter syndrome in nutrition coaches is probably not as big as a market as how to lose weight in six weeks or in six days. So this one technique that I think is really important to allow positivity in is to only allow yourself to compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's the only comparison you're allowed to make. The only comparison that you're allowed to make. The only fair one. Otherwise, like you said, you're comparing some yourself to some, it's apples to oranges. You have no idea what their experience is, their life is. And I don't, I always used to get really irritated when somebody, this happened to me when I was in the corporate world, still in sales. And I had, created this success for myself and I'd worked very hard. And a friend of mine who was new to the company had gone to a training across the country and he came back and he said, I'm really upset. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, these people were talking about how, like, the reason you're successful is because your husband got you all of your leads and that's why you got business. And I looked at him and I just started laughing. I don't have a husband. I've never been married. And it, it really brought to my attention, like they're comparing themselves to me and they're trying to find a reason for why I've had the success and why they didn't. And it's, it's not because I'm any better than them or, or that, you know, it's just people want to find a reason. Like you said earlier, they've got more money or they had more, like whatever it is, people are always going to find a reason, but that's the wrong person to compare yourself to. You don't know them. You don't know their story. You don't know their experiences, but who you were yesterday. Have you made any incremental changes? Have you made any incremental progress to become a better version of who you were? That's the comparison. That's where the growth happens. And that's where you start to love yourself even more because you see what you're doing for yourself for who you're becoming. Yes. And um, I think what is really important to understand is when you're in this hot gremlin battle in that moment, you only can think about or what I'm not doing right now, or what I don't have right now. But for me, a very important practice in business and life and family, friends, and also in the overcoming the imposter syndrome is the idea of stepping back. Mm-hmm. When I'm so in my head thinking about, I can't do this, I'm not allowed, I'm a fraud, to step back and actually look at, well, where have you come from? And when I'm thinking, well, I barely, when when I finished school, I could barely speak English because I hated the language so much to, well, I'm not perfect, but I think you can understand me well enough. So to have this, this process, this very conscious active process to step back in these moments of doubts, to look at, well, I'm not perfect, but if I consider Robin when he was 19, well, I'm a heck of a lot better than that now. And then you can look into the future and think, well, there are still a lot of opportunities to grow, but I'm perfect the way I am right now. I want to hear what is something that you're going to do today to overcome or the imposter syndrome to let go of something or... What are you willing to allow in? Yeah, the idea of choosing actively to step back, Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to see the progress. And often not only yesterday, because there are always up and downs, Mm -hmm. but maybe a month, half a year, a year before. And how you also have the plan to be better and improve over time. 
You know, one of my, um, now, now I have the house cleaner who's vacuuming as we're doing this now that I came inside. Sorry about all the noise. One of my favorite ways, because I love what you said, step back, look at the thought, observe it, what's going on here. I have another, another way that I like to suggest to my clients, and I, I want to share it with everybody here. One of the fastest ways to snap out of that imposter syndrome fraud feeling, go help somebody, go help somebody, find somebody you can help get in a conversation. It'll help your confidence. It'll allow you to really do something of service to somebody else. And it's an active way to kind of just snap out of that funk of like, who am I to do this? Because we can get in that vicious cycle of like indulging in that feeling of Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome right? We almost like dig into it. Like, who am I to do? And it's an indulging kind of passive thing. And and instead of that, I'm like, just go help somebody snap out of it, make it, quit making it about you. And um, so I I have two, two thoughts and you touched on this a little bit. So imposter syndrome in a way is an ego problem Mm -hmm. in the way of What am I? Who am I? What does the world think about me? Mm -hmm. So the focus is all on me Mm -hmm. without actually getting any external feedback. Mm -hmm. And you're you're not even allowing external feedback in versus the way you just suggested is how can I be? Mm -hmm. How can I be of service? How can I help others? So moving away from this I am, I am, I am too. How can I be for somebody? Because if we look at ourselves in a way of how can I help others? Our brain has this wonderful ability to create ideas. If we just ask, how can I help others? Our brain, well, I could call my grandma. I could... uh, serve the community. Well, I could create a cool video about imposter syndrome. I could do, 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 do. And then suddenly we notice there are all these opportunities and all these skills and all these experiences that we have right now to help others. Yep. I mean, you're fully resourced right now with who you are. Like God made you in the exact form and and version that you are so that you can be of service. You have everything you need right now. It's you talking yourself out of it. And people in the meantime are suffering. People in the meantime are hoping somebody shows up to help them through what they're going through. And the more you are telling yourself you're not worthy of it, the more you're holding yourself back from reaching that person and changing their life or helping them change their life. Yes. The other part is why people struggle to gain confidence is that they often don't keep promises to themselves. They're saying, I'm going to do that, and they're not going to do that. I'm going to do that, and they're not. And then they have this long list of all their failures. And how can you gain confidence when you keep track of all your failures? The biggest issue to that, in my experience, is that we are so unrealistic with our own expectations. We're not compassionate. We are not loving to ourselves. We have this idea of, well, if I start a business, I should earn $10,000 in three weeks because I saw somebody do that. Because I downloaded a freebie that said that I could. <laughs> yes. And if, if I don't, then I'm a failure and that's, right. that's not okay. Or as health and fitness people all the time, this well, I didn't sleep eight hours, soundly woke up and was feeling energetic, woke, woke up and went for a run and then had my kale smoothie because I am so healthy. There's this other, this, that health and fitness people have to figure it out, everything. The training is on point, their sleep is on point, their stress is on point, their business is on point, the relationships is on point, and all the while they also meditate, breathe, and whatever take a shower every day. (laughs) All of it, all of the above. And if we're not doing everything perfectly all the time, then who are we to say that I can help people with health and fitness? Mm -hmm. So again, I think it's really important to be loving and compassionate to yourself and to set goals that are actually realistic. Mm -hmm. Like, well, 
maybe I wake up today and make my bed. And if that is my goal for the day, well, hell, I will hopefully exceed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because, I mean, really, yeah, it's it's like you're holding yourself back from helping people because you're not perfect. But ultimately, the fact that you're not perfect is why you can and should be helping people. Because if you've struggled with something and you've gotten yourself to the other side, then you know the way you know the path. Because of your struggle, you are qualified. Your experience makes you the expert. And I think we hold ourselves back because we're like, yeah, but I struggle with, like you said, maybe I'm not sleeping eight hours a night. Oh my God. And I'm a health coach. Who am I to show up and tell people what to do with their life if I don't have my shit together in my sleep or my meditation or my morning routine or my eating or my kale smoothie? You're the exact person that should be helping them because you've struggled. And through your struggle, you've learned. And what you've learned is what you are going to show up in service to them to help them through because you understand their struggle. When we have a connection and an understanding to what they're going through, we know how to help them. If we've never struggled with it, you're not the qualified person to help them with it. Because if you don't have a struggle with it, you're like, what the heck's your problem? Why can't you figure it out? It's easy. But your challenge is what qualifies you. Yeah. And um, I think this is this is so important. I often think... We don't even have to overcome the key challenge. Like when I think about nutrition coaches, for example, you don't have to figure out all the challenges in your eating because they're going to change anyway all the time. With As you go older, as, you, as potentially your relationship changes, if you get, get kids, you're perfect eating when you are 21 and you're living in the gym will change over time all the time. Mm-hmm. But having the experience of actually getting to a point or being maybe halfway through and somebody can follow you mm-hmm. is also really important because you can you can make the path for somebody else easier. You may have not completely overcome the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. but um, you may have learned a tip or two that will help somebody else and makes the e- the journey for them easier. Yep. Well, and I think it's also fair, and I, I would love to hear your take on this as, as we're wrapping up. I think it's fair to also acknowledge there will always be some levels of imposter syndrome because no matter what you're doing, you're you're always growing. That's the point of us being here is to be on the leading edge of our of like pushing ourselves into that new version. What are we learning and growing? And as you do that, new layers will need to be shed and new insecurities and vulnerabilities that will come up that you're going to have to work through. So there's always going to be levels of that. And I think the expectation that like, there's just one day where it all snaps and you're like, I'm good. I got everything together. No more imposter syndrome ever again. Like that's not really a reality because you're always growing. So there's always going to be that newness of who you're growing into that you're getting used to. Yes. And I think it's, it's, Related to the, so if we think about purpose, for example, of why you're here and what you want to do with your life and with your business, we often think of purpose as this singular thing that is never changing. Mm -hmm. In my experience, purpose is more like an onion with layers. And you get to a point and you notice you have fulfilled your purpose. Mm -hmm. Like you have... You, for example, you have fulfilled your purpose in sales in the corporate world. Now your purpose has shifted to a different, you have a new purpose. And as you will grow, your purpose will also continue to evolve, maybe to clarify, maybe to shift. And every time we try to do something meaningful, when we try to go into our biggest version, if we try to bring our biggest gift to the world in whatever way, we will always meet resistance. Mm -hmm. And as our purpose shifts, our imposter syndrome shifts. Mm -hmm. And this is the key. And in my experience also, it's slowly going to get harder and harder. Because as you dig deeper and deeper, there are things that you have kept for longer and longer and letting those go and allowing yourself to overcome these barriers will be harder and harder. 
But in my experience, at least, the steps are going to be bigger and bigger. Longer and the bigger the imposter syndrome part that you are working with is, so much more free will you feel when you have found your technique to deal with it. When you found your rephrase, your way to, I look at your thought and I know you're wrong. And this, again, for me, goes back to this idea of levels of emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. And you will reach at some point this level from after love for me comes peace. Mm. Well, I'm giving everything that I can right now to the world. And I'm at peace with me. I'm not fighting anything inside me because, well, there's this part that I'm not yet ready to tackle, but I'm okay with it right now. Yeah, acceptance. I love it. This was really, really powerful. So we've got some great tips on how to handle it, stepping back, observing your thoughts, letting them go through and really kind of challenging the the beliefs that those thoughts create and adopting new beliefs for yourself. And then getting out of the funk and just going and helping somebody. Go take active, you know, steps to get yourself out of there and quit staying stuck in that same place. You know, I, I guess I'll share this one last thing. This is a tool that I use. I, at this stage of where I'm at in this present day, sometimes I'm, you know, have imposter syndrome. I'm afraid to move forward. I'm afraid to get vulnerable. And that's because I'm right here in the present. When I think back to like 20 years ago and I ask myself, what are some things back that like, it doesn't, it's not even relevant to me anymore. When I think about like, what was I afraid of then? It doesn't matter anymore. And when I realize how insignificant it is now in my life, I think, well, any decision I'm going to make now is also going to be insignificant later on. And it's not going to have that same, it's just not going to matter. I'm making a bigger deal out of it right here in this moment than I need to. Because if I think back years ago to some big decision or some big thing that I was going to do, it's not scary anymore to me. So what I'm doing right now, I know 10 years down the road isn't going to matter. So just go do it. Take action. Yeah, I think this is the the, the sign of progress, especially the uh, this idea of I have let this go because it doesn't, it is not even triggering inside me anymore. The only pitfall that I often see in these moments when you realize it is how stupid was I to think about this was a big deal mm-hmm. and not falling for this trap mm-hmm. of, oh, I have another opportunity through the cycle of, oh, 19-year-old me was so stupid thinking about this is a big deal. So just saying, well, 19-year-old me had its difficulties, and I love it, him, her. And uh, now I'm here, and I'm looking forward to, at some point, looking back at my present self and thinking, well, that was a nice guy. I love that. Compassion, love for every version of ourselves. Because that 19-year-old that you were got you to where you are. Every step that you've taken has gotten you to right here. So having that love and compassion for all those versions of ourselves. I have a quick image because I'm just looking at a little plant here next to me that I really love. So if we look at a little plant, if we see the seed, we never mm-hmm. said, well, how boring, that's a seed. We were like, well, that's a beautiful seed. And I can't wait to see what's going to, what's coming out of it. Right now, this is nice. It's beautiful. And I really enjoy it because it's so lovely and small. And oh, I'm not saying, well, you're so small. But I'm just loving the way it is right now. But I can't wait until I need to put it in a bigger pot. And it's growing even bigger. Right. And this is how I like to, uh, to think about myself and other people. They're perfect the way they are right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't, can't wait to see what they're involving into. I love that. That's a really good, cause I use plants as an analogy a lot, especially with sales, you know, planting the seed. But the other one that I use is the seed has to give up being the seed to become the sprout. The sprout has to become the next thing with the leaves that grow off of it. Like it has to release and let go of each other one in order to grow into what it's becoming, but it's perfect exactly where it is right now. 
And we need to use that analogy on ourselves. You're right where you need to be. You're perfect as you are. And you're also growing and expanding and evolving into something new. Yeah. So where can they find you? Where can they follow you? I know that you are in a couple of different places. Share with us, Robin. So if you have any questions around what I've talked about, you can either uh, hit me up on Facebook when you're watching the replay or Instagram. It's just R Bayer, my name. If you want to see my content, YouTube is the best place. And you basically can search my name on Google or YouTube and you will find everything that I'm putting out. So that's the easiest way. My name on Google or YouTube and then you can find me. And for DMs or personal messages, Instagram or Facebook are the best option. Perfect. And literally, you guys, he has a whole library of amazing content on YouTube. So go check it out. All kinds of great videos. And uh, it's really, really valuable. And we want you to go check it out so we can get your fire lit under your butt and get you out there helping the world because that's what this is all about. I know Robin and I are super passionate about health and wellness. I know all of you are. You wouldn't be here if you weren't. And we need to remember that it is absolutely our desire and dream to make this happen. And the world also needs us. We're like the grassroots army going out there to make this world a healthier place. So utilize these tools we're giving you and go out there and help people change their life. And I would love to see your takeaways. What were your ahas? I know some people were sharing them already in the comments. Would love to see them. Thoughts grow stronger when shared. So let's see that. And then uh, definitely go check out Robin. And uh, thank you all so much for being here. Robin, thank you for being here. This has been awesome. Yeah, you're most welcome. Thank you. All right, we're signing off. Take care, everybody. I love you all. And I will see you all soon. All right, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.